welcome back to Musings of a Flea. I am Flea. This is episode 25. I was really cheesing it, wasn't I? For January 8th, 2020. Oh yeah. And this is the getting back to normal episode where there are no more holiday breaks and everybody is back to school, except for me because I'm going to start soon. Um, I believe on the 22nd, I'm going to have to look that up. But for the most part, we are getting back into a routine, getting back into a schedule. And I hope everybody enjoyed that episode last week with Moo Cow, our friend and our guest, for about four days. I find it funny that the theme of last week was don't get stagnant, break out of your schedule, break out of your routine. And now I'm about to be like, sometimes schedules and routines are good. <laughs> But first, I have a couple of stories I want to share since I haven't really had the opportunity. I want to tell you about the air fryer. Now, I did tell you that we got an air fryer a couple of weeks ago. What I didn't get to tell you yet is that I burned it up. Well, (laughs) I melted it, actually. I uh, made the mistake of putting it on our stovetop, and it's one of those flat, you know, ceramic burners. And the only thing that I can think of is that while I closed the bottom tray where you push it in, I must have pushed it far back enough to hit the knob on the oven and turn it on just slightly. Well, it was just enough to where I didn't even notice until maybe 20 minutes later or so. I was sitting on the couch and I smelled something burning and I immediately jump up and I look at like every electrical appliance and I did not see smoke. I didn't see anything that was turned on that I knew of because I couldn't see the on light of the oven behind the air fryer. But anyway, I eventually caught it, picked it up. The back part of it was just melted with wires slightly exposed. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I just destroyed my boyfriend's air fryer. And I felt terrible about that. Thankfully, we were able to get an exchange and everything went all hunky-dory, and now I prize that thing and I have it in a spot where it could never accidentally turn anything on and melt it. So, happy endings as far as the air fryer goes, and this was just after I got my boyfriend an air fryer cookbook, and we have been going through that and just planning all of our meals. One of these days I'm going to do like an air fryer day, breakfast, lunch, dinner, dessert, snacks, everything must be made out of the air fryer (laughs) because I get this excited about food. Yes. Next story. My son had come to me at one point a couple months ago and said that he was having trouble remembering to behave or to make the right decision when it's time. He forgets to pause. He forgets to consider what the outcome is going to be. Now, he himself didn't say it like that. He said, He keeps forgetting, but I know what that means. And so I asked him that if he had something that he could visually see to remind him to think, does he think it would help him? And he said, yeah. So I had a custom adjustable rope bracelet made for him. Uh, I went on to Etsy and I looked around forever until I finally found the perfect thing for his little wrist. And it's red and it has metal. And it has the words pause and think engraved into it. And so far, I have had good reports. When he came back from school the first day, I asked him if the bracelet had helped him. And he said, yes, it helped him go to the carpet. 
which is a big deal because uh, whenever all the kids sit down on the carpet for some kind of lesson, he would refuse or he would run away or he would go under his desk or something like that. And this visual cue seems to help. And that makes me very happy. I mean, whatever it takes, you know, we could all learn a lesson about pausing and thinking before you react. I found a very interesting article about the one-step method to emotional intelligence, and that includes pausing, even for just a few seconds. And just that one pause gives you more control over the outcome because you're not impulsively acting, you're not retreating, you're not being reactive. You're making a choice in what happens next. And I may have spoken about this in the past just in a different way, but you choose what happens next. And I like that control. I don't know about you. I love having one little iota of control in my life because it can be off the rails, especially being a mother, especially being a student, especially being as sensitive as I can be. And so this article suggests four different ways to pause. And I will put this link in the description for the episode. Number one is stop. Resist the urge to take action, like to yell or to make some kind of snide comment, which I love doing. Don't get me wrong. I try to be considerate. I'm always thinking about what the other person's reception is. But I can be passive aggressive. And I know this about myself. And I am constantly trying to keep that in control. So number two, take a deep, long breath. And as cliche as that sounds, take a few deep breaths. There's science behind it. It can slow your heartbeat. It can lower your blood pressure. In fact, there is a study where petting cats can reduce your chance of developing strokes or heart attacks, and it lowers your blood pressure. I seek out my cat when I'm feeling stressed because he's so soft, first of all, but it does physically calm you down. So that was number two. Take a deep, long breath. Number three, if possible, take a walk at least 10 to 15 minutes. The longer, the better. And the reason behind all of these things to make you stop, make you pause is because naturally your first instinct is something that's going to benefit you, is to protect you. So you let those moments pass inside of your head before they ever come out in front of a human being. You give yourself that space and then the next thing you say will be something that was thought out. This is an odd comparison, but whenever you write poetry or songs or stories, it's encouraged to edit it, to look at it and rearrange things and come back to it. You know, the first draft is not always going to be your final draft. And the reasoning behind that is, you know, when you're in the moment, everything might sound better. But when you come back to it, you'll be like, hmm, the other person may not have take this the way I intended them to. And you change things. So let your head be the editing room, the cutting room floor, whatever you want to call it. Number four, write it down. It puts it in black and white. You can see it as it is. There is not as much fluff, not as much feeling and anger and tension around it. It's just this. This is what happened. This is what I feel. Take with that what you will when you are calmer. And then maybe you look at it and you decide, no, this needs to be said and this is why. Or you look at it and you're like, you know what? That was not the best call. I'm glad that I took a break. And so these are the kinds of things that I'm trying to instill in my son. 
and he's still very young and he does have a social communication disorder. And so I try my best to find different ways to get it to click in his head to consider others because it's not something that's preloaded into him. It's something that needs to be manually taught. And so I'm hoping that this bracelet gives him that visual cue, that manual reminder to step back and think about your consequences of what you're about to do. Now to circle back about the whole routines can be a good thing, I find myself feeling more stable and more secure when I'm doing something that should be done every day, you know, like dropping my kid off at school, feeding the cats, feeding the fish, washing the dishes, things like that. It gives my hands and my brain something to do. I find in the stretches of time when I have no responsibilities that I start stressing about having nothing to do or feeling like I'm just wasting away. And this very well could just be my personality because of how anxious I am. If there's nothing to be anxious about, I'm anxious that there's nothing to be anxious about. And like, what am I missing? What is going to happen? Things are too quiet. Things are going too smoothly. But whenever I'm occupying myself with something, there's no idle time to be worried about nothing, which that is the theme of my life, worrying about nothing. You're still alive, aren't you? That thing that stressed you out and you never thought that you'd get through it. Are you through it? Well, then you survived and it wasn't as biting and crippling as you thought it would be. And I'm getting all jumbled here. And maybe it's just something that I needed to hear. But maybe it's something that one of you needs to hear also. And that's one of the reasons that I'm here. In fact, if you ever want to get a hold of me, I have a Facebook. I have a Twitter. I have an Instagram. I have my website bit.ly slash musings of a flea. There are many different ways that you can get a hold of me. Um, you can comment on SoundCloud also. But I hope that some of this is reaching out to people. I know that the last episode was deep and intense and hopefully helped somebody out there. And so I would love to hear from you. It's time for this jumbled piece to come to a close. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to Sandra Lurche who is making a new album for the use of his song, I Know Something That's Going to Break Your Heart. And I will talk to everybody next week. Thank you and mucho love.